0: Cool fact: A crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Also, you can get health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage for you. Learn more at uh1.com. Hi, it's Manveen here. For today's episode, I'm handing over the presenting to my colleague Will Rowe, one of the producers on Stories of Our Times.
1: Back in 2016, when high-flying consultant and mother-of-one Tina Meyer began feeling forgetful, she remembered experiencing the same symptoms when she had been pregnant with her son.
0: There was one day that I was looking for my keys and I was like, did I throw them in the bin with the rubbish? Would I've actually done that. And and they, they were in the wheelie bin. It started to connect. I'm like, no, I can't be. I can't possibly be pregnant.
1: The reason Tina was so sure was the man she'd been having a brief relationship with had told her he was infertile. For peace of mind, she took a pregnancy test and then, suddenly, complete confusion.
0: I was in utter disbelief. Everything sort of came rushing in and I'm like, what on earth is going on here? How could this have happened?
1: But that was just the beginning. This story is a disturbing illustration of how one man can seemingly go through life lying to women, abandoning them with children, while paying no child support. You're listening to Stories of Our Times from The Times and The Sunday Times. I'm Will Rowe. Today, a fertility deception, DNA, and the half-sister.
2: My name is Ben Ellery, and I'm a general news reporter for The Times newspaper. Mostly, I write for the Saturday edition, looking into one or two stories over the course of a week. But this story is different in that I've actually been investigating it for about four months. What was it? So someone got in touch with us, and it was very curious what they were claiming. And right away, I was extremely interested. They said that a man was meeting women, having sex with them, and then leaving them when they were pregnant and paying no child support. And in at least one case, even lying to them about being infertile. Who is at the center of this story? Who is this man? One person, Neil Lawman. Neil is 51. He's from Southend-on-Sea. We know of at least 27 different businesses he's connected to he's appeared in youtube cookery videos
3: if you could help this i'd actually come around for dinner and let you cook for me would you spoon
2: me? he's on? got a, a bit of a kind of presence in that that world of, of cookery
3: and while
1: investigating lawman a woman called tina meyer appears who is she
2: tina is a very successful businesswoman she's from a, a small village in buckinghamshire And she's an e-commerce consultant.
0: I am Tina Meyer. I have two children. I have an older son from my former marriage, and I have a six-year-old daughter.
2: She met Neil in 2016 after divorcing her husband, who she'd been living with in the U.S. She was on a six-figure salary, and she met Neil at a, a business conference The pair exchanged details.
0: He would keep in touch and just sort of say, you know, how are you doing and and this, that and the other. And then I had just closed a big deal for the company that I was working with. And um, I was in, I guess, a celebratory mood. And it was that day he happened to text me and um, ask me, if I was around, he said he was in the area and asked me if I wanted to go out for a drink. And my son was actually at a sleepover that night. So I thought, well, why not?
2: During their first ever date, he told her he was infertile and allergic to latex.
0: He seemed really emotionally vulnerable. And um, he was telling me things that yeah, I found a little uncomfortable, I guess. But, you know, but also I thought, OK, well, you know, he's someone that's, that's really open and, and willing to talk about his life.
1: Does he say anything else to her? Does he talk about his past? Yeah, not only
2: that, but he actually said that his wife had left him because he was infertile and unable to have children.
0: He said she lived in America and she left him for one of his friends because she was very bitter about the fact that he couldn't give her children because he'd had testicular cancer.
1: Did they have any kind of relationship? What happens next? So they had a brief relationship.
0: He was fun and yes, you know, we we sort of took things a little bit further and it just felt a little bit adventurous after a long period of, of sort of not very fun in my life.
2: Tina soon discovers that she's pregnant, which is very confusing to her. She had become forgetful and she remembered previously when she'd been pregnant that she'd experienced the same symptoms.
0: So if I go to Waitrose and I get one of those little electronic pregnancy tests, I go to the bathroom and and follow the instructions and Immediately, you know, it didn't, it didn't skip a beat. And, um, you know, pregnant came up on the screen.
2: She couldn't believe it. She she thought, this is a miracle, miracle baby.
0: I had just turned 40 and, yeah, you know, I was just not even yeah, thinking along those lines. I mean, having another child was not in my five-year plan.
2: She hadn't slept with anyone else at the time, so she told Neil she was pregnant.
0: I tried to arrange a meeting with him. I told him that there was something we needed to talk about and suddenly he got really cold. He had borrowed one of my MacBooks. So I said, listen, okay, let's just, you know, me, you can return my MacBook and we can have a chat.
2: Up until then, he'd been very charming. And then at this point, he turned nasty.
0: There was a distinct change in his tone and the way he would speak to me the minute I said to him, I have something I need to talk to you about.
3: Hi, Tina. Uh, Yeah, no problem getting the laptop back today. As you originally said, Monday wasn't a problem. Let's talk about this baby, okay?
2: He sent her a couple of horrible voice notes saying,
3: There's something very strange about this baby. Let me explain it to you. I was married for nine years. I was with someone for 12 years. We couldn't have children because I was infertile. When I came back from the States five years ago, I don't know if you've looked close enough, but there's a scar underneath on my sack. I had both my tubes cut and one of my testes removed because I had cancer. So the whole physical point of me being, I can still produce cum, I just don't have semen in my cum. If you know about vasectomies, you know this stuff as you said on Saturday. So I'm going to tell you something, you can keep the baby great for you but it ain't mine darling it seriously seriously isn't mine
0: i was left quite shaken i spoke with friends and and yeah you know, one of them say well maybe he's in shock because he thinks he's infertile so maybe it's all just come as a big shock to him or something like this
1: is she still confused at this point though as to i guess what's happened she's met this guy he's told her that he's had cancer his ex-wife left him because he couldn't father children they have a, a brief fling, and then she becomes pregnant. She's got a, a a young son at this point, and he's just denying that it's got anything to do with him. She must be confused, because I think at this point, is she still believing that Neil has had cancer and, and is infertile?
2: What she's thinking is that... There's a, you know, perhaps a one in a million, one in a billion chance, and and it, it's happened. She's somehow become pregnant. She kind of thinks, chalks it off to, to, to just one of those things.
0: I gave him the benefit of the doubt, and I said, listen, whatever, I will just, you know, I'll let you know when the baby's born, and, and you're welcome to come and do a DNA test and put your mind at rest. So, yeah, you'll know. And then... My daughter was born in 2017, January 2017. Yeah, I had my friends with me in the delivery room. Um, and my friends were really, really supportive and great. And I'll be grateful to them forever.
2: After giving birth, it's difficult for her. She's a single mum. She's, you know, not not working. And she decides to contact the child support service. So let's just
1: rewind half a second has he done a DNA test or anything at this point? Is he on the birth certificate of her young daughter? No, he's not on the birth certificate
2: and he refuses to do a DNA test. When when the baby was born, it had jaundice and, and um, the doctors were, were interested in the father's DNA.
0: And they asked for you know, medical histories, blood types, etc, cetera, etc. Cetera. Obviously, I could only give them my information. Clearly, you know, he wasn't going to to cooperate at all, even if this child's life might have been at risk, which I just found inhuman, to be honest.
1: And then she goes, "Okay, well, you don't want anything to do with this child, but I think you should at least pay some child support. And that's when she gets in touch with the Child Maintenance Service or the CSA, as it was then. What do they tell her?
2: Much to her shock, the child support service told her that Neil Lawman has four dependents. Including her child? Yes.
0: I do recall just sort of sitting there, being in a state of disbelief, and also not really being able to talk to people about it because... I didn't understand it and I just sounded incoherent. <laughs> and, and people started to think that, you know, maybe I have postpartum depression or something like that. And, and, you know, and you know, things were happening in my mind. But so I started to feel a bit crazy. I started gaslighting myself.
1: She now suddenly is confronted with this idea that her child is a dependent and then there's three others out there. What does Tina do next?
2: That's when she decided she was going to take things into her own hands. And that's when she decided to do some digging. Yeah. And she finds the name of a woman who she believes is his ex wife. Oh, right. She goes on the woman's Facebook, and that's when she sees that this woman who Neil said had left him because he was infertile has two children, and they look just like Tina's daughter.
0: I wrote her a message on Facebook Messenger, and I didn't know if, yeah, she would respond at all or if she would be angry or upset if she was still married to him I didn't know how deep these lies went I didn't you know obviously everything was a lie but you know how deep does it go where 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 yeah we're down this rabbit hole now right it's like where is it going to lead so I sent her the message and she responded to me and I'll never forget the first line of This message she sent to me was, I am so sorry that you've also been a victim.
2: She arranges to meet up with this woman. And then it's at this point when his ex-wife begins to unravel all of these lies that Neil has been telling Tina.
0: Obviously, that was quite emotional and and for her as well. And she was quite still very traumatised by her experiences with him.
2: He's not infertile. His ex-wife didn't leave him because he was infertile. And his name is on the birth certificates of both of his ex-wife's children.
1: Right. And there's no cancer either.
2: The ex-wife has got absolutely no knowledge of him ever
1: having cancer. I guess as a journalist, you need a little bit more than just Tina's word at this point, don't you? Exactly. Obviously, we've seen the birth
2: certificates from the ex-wife in which Neil is named. Yeah. At this point, Tina was keen to do a DNA test, and we agreed to help. Neil's never going to agree to a DNA test, but one thing we can do is we can go to an accredited DNA laboratory and we can analyse Tina's daughter's DNA and compare that to the DNA of Neil's ex-wife's children. Who you presume are essentially
1: half-siblings with the same father.
2: Exactly. I went along to the home of Neil's ex-wife with Tina and the three children, and we did DNA tests. The results came back, and it showed that Tina's daughter was 7,000 times more likely to be related to his ex-wife's children than not.
1: Say that again, Ben. 7,000 times more likely to be related than not. Yes, it was 7,000 times more likely
2: that they were half siblings. So to put that in context, the laboratory says it looks for a likelihood of 10 times or more for that to be considered a very strong match.
0: It was vindicating because I know what he's like and if he's confronted with that, he'll, oh no, it's all wrong, everything's wrong and I'm right. It was a very conclusive result and... It's like, well, go on then, Neil, argue with that. Gaslight
1: me on that one. Coming up. Hi, Neil, my name is Ben Ellery. I'm a journalist at the Times newspaper. Okay. We meet Neil Lawman as Ben puts the DNA results to him. That's in just a moment. So, before the break, Ben, you were telling me this story about this man called Neil Lawman in his early 50s. He's alleged to have got Tina pregnant. He claimed that he was infertile. He'd had cancer. His ex-wife had left him. She says, that's all rubbish. It's his kid. He's never paid any child support. He's never done a DNA test. You've managed to... Do a DNA test with his ex-wife and two children that you've seen. Lawman's on the birth certificate of. um this over seven thousand times more likely they're related than not. What do you then find out next?
2: So that's right. We we've got the DNA test. You know we've got the the thing which he's been refusing for for years, and and we um, decided to to take it to him to ask him about what he's been up to. So how did that go? I went to Southend, where he lives in a rather nice block of flats with its own private gym. And according to his Facebook, he'd just returned from a holiday in France uh, with his girlfriend. And I, I had a letter printed out, laying everything out. I managed to get hold of him on his intercom. Hello. Oh, hello. Is that Neil Norman? No,
3: he's not. he's calling?
2: Hi, Neil. My name is Ben Ellery. I'm a journalist at The Times newspaper. OK. When he answered, I asked if, uh, if it was Neil, and he said no. The voice on the intercom, did it sound like the voice on the answer messages that you've heard? It was 100% the voice on the answer messages and on the YouTube videos of him cooking. Um, I'm getting in touch as um, we're writing a story. We've um, spoken to Tina Meyer. Right. She claims that you had a a child with her and haven't been paying child support. Right,
3: well, it's all not correct and um, I'm not prepared to give any more information.
2: I told him that there were allegations that he hadn't been paying child support and that the DNA tests that we had done showed that he was extremely likely to be the father of Tina's child and he started denying it. Well, Neil, we've um, actually done a a DNA test on Tina's daughter and found that it's a match. Okay. I'm really sorry,
3: but I'm trying to understand why the Times would have any interest in this, because you don't know what I've denied and what
2: I haven't... He started rambling about all sorts, and when I tried to come back at him, he he would kind of venture off into these sort of vague terms.
3: If you are going to leave anything, that's fine. If you're
2: not, that's fine, but um, I won't be making any comments. Okay, but uh, Tina has shared with me a... Uh, okay.
1: And then suddenly put the intercom down. So initially he says he's not Neil Lawman, but then he kind of accepts he is, and he seems to understand everything that you're talking about.
2: Yeah, he knew, he knew exactly what I was talking about. He questioned why the, the Times was interested in this. When I offered to show him my press card, he demurred. And we
1: sort of went round in circles for a bit. And so you leave a letter for him asking for him to come back to you. What exactly did you put to him just generally? I
2: put to him the allegations that we had spent the last few months gathering. Those from Tina, those of not paying child support, and also from his ex-wife who made similar allegations that he'd not paid a penny in, in child support. And we gave him a couple of days to respond. And has he responded? At the time of this recording, no, he has not.
1: We know about Tina. We also know about the ex-wife and the two kids there. Just stepping back a little bit with Neil Lawman, how many children do you think he may have fathered without acknowledging? So the
2: incredible thing about Tina is she managed to uncover at least two other women who lived on the same street who had Neil's children within eight weeks of each other. And has he told them the same story that he's has cancer and is infertile? No, no, he hasn't. But I've spoken to both women. Yeah. And they have told the same story about how when they gave birth, he left and he's not paid a penny in child support.
1: So that's five children you've got. You've got the two who are his ex wives that he is on the birth certificate, but he is alleged to not being paying any child support. You've got Tina's child, who we now know the DNA matches, not on the birth certificate, not paid any child support. And then you found two more, essentially. From what you can see, how is he getting away with this?
2: So according to the women that we've spoken to, what Neil does is at first he's self-employed, And he declares that he's got zero income. Right. When he's chased, he then goes on to benefits. And then when the child support agency come for him, he then gets off of benefits and then starts the cycle again. However, I've not been able to verify that. And he hasn't responded to my request for comment.
1: So, in essence, the women say that he doesn't pay child support by playing the system.
2: Yes. And... Other women who I've spoken to who've had his children have talked about how they've had to take on second jobs or work night shifts. They've been too proud to go on benefits
1: and have struggled on. And also whilst looking into Neil Lawman, have you found anything else about his past, his history? So yeah, at one point,
2: Lorman, it was engaged in a custody hearing with his ex-wife over their two children. The judge heard that he had five convictions for 11 offences including fraud and theft and
1: the case was thrown out by the judge lawman aside let's just talk more generally about the case in terms of child support has this shown a slight issue in the system
2: well this is a really interesting point and Tina certainly thinks that what Neil has done should be a crime, right? So there was a case recently in which a man was convicted in 2019 for rape, for lying about having had a vasectomy before he had sex with a woman. But this conviction was quashed a year later by the court of appeal. The charity rape crisis said at the time that it should be a crime. Tina is calling for a change in the law, making it illegal to lie to someone about being infertile before sleeping with them. She argues that it's similar to the offense of reckless transmission, which is having AIDS and knowing about it um, while sleeping with someone uh, unprotected. Although that is at GBH, Grievous bodily harm. Yes, and not a sexual offence.
0: There's no such thing for reckless impregnation. And it just feels like there's a real imbalance because pregnancy only happens to women.
1: Tina certainly feels this idea that if you lie to a woman Mm -hmm. about your fertility and that they end up getting pregnant because of that, that Mm -hmm. should be a crime. That's what she's calling for, or at least to review that. Yeah, absolutely. Tina feels like that. And I think Neil's...
2: Uh, other ex-partners feel like that. Their their issue is that, look, when this happens, who has to pick up the pieces? It's the woman. Who has to do the child caring? It's the mother. Who has to pay for, you know, a new pair of shoes? It's the mom- the woman. And people like Neil are able to, to carry on. They don't have to declare anything to anyone. And they believe that it's, an
1: unfair punishment harshly levied against women. And the case, you're just talking about the Court of Appeal overturning this conviction for this chap that lied about being infertile. Some people have argued that the Court of Appeal was right to do that, to quash the conviction.
2: Yeah, right. And the the reason given for that, if it had stood, it would have had unintended consequences. So what you may have seen might be people being punished for lying about being married or lying about their
1: contraception um, situation. So this idea that if a woman lies about their marital status or what contraception they're on, they would then become at risk of being prosecuted for sexual offending. is That's the argument. Yeah, exactly. And in terms of the child support bit specifically, are there issues with the current system as it's set up?
2: Yeah, right. Well, you know, even if you are on benefits, you should be paying child support. So in the opinion of Tina and, and I suspect many other people, the system is not joined up and there should be more going on, more connections between the benefits agency and the child support agency. They need to be talking to each other. So she feels it's sort of,
1: it's just getting lost between the cracks. Exactly.
0: All of these agencies work in silo, and they do absolutely nothing to, to protect the people that need their help or to stop the people who are violating these services.
1: Going back to Neil Lawman, while looking into him, do you have any idea what his motivation would have been for this alleged behaviour?
2: No, we don't. The only person who knows that is Neil. And I don't think that we should prescribe motivations for behavior down to to one reason. I don't think that's fair. Tina believes that it's connected to the fact that Neil had an absent father himself. However, I don't really know if that explains his behavior.
1: What about Tina now? How has she found all this?
2: Tina has found a lot of support from finding Neil's ex wife, and the pair have been friends now for the past six years. And I think that's given her a lot of comfort.
0: It would be very, very easy to become jaded and to become distrustful. And I've said it a few times that it's him. It's him. It's not me, and it's not anyone else. My daughter is a ray of sunshine in my life and my my son's life. And I've made genuine friends and in some cases, family.
2: Her daughter now has two half-siblings and they've got a wonderful relationship. I think Tina has managed to give herself some closure and hopefully it will result in people like Neil feeling like they can't just get away with it.
1: You've been listening to Stories of Our Times, a podcast brought to you thanks to subscribers of The Times and The Sunday Times, with me, Will Rowe, and my guest, Ben Ellery, general news reporter at The Times. If you already subscribe to The Times and want more on this story, you can read Ben's full investigation. It includes extra details that are not in this podcast. We put a link in the show notes. The producers today were myself and Ellie MacDonald. The executive producers are Kate Ford and Fiona Leach. Sound design was by David Crackles. Thanks for listening.